Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> My name is Rachel. Some of you guys I have not had the pleasure of meeting yet. Um, you guys look awesome. Turn to your neighbor, say you look awesome. Yeah. Turn to your other neighbor, say you look awesome. All right, guys sitting next to your crush, you're welcome. You're welcome. Just helped you out right there. Uh, well, my name is Rachel. Uh, I'm a freshman at Anderson University. Go Trojans, yes, yeah. Um, and I'm very excited to just be here um, preaching in front of you guys today. It's not long ago that I was in y'all's place, that I was in high school about mm, eight months ago or so. Feels like forever ago. But tonight, we are going to be talking about what it looks like to be set apart. Now, this is something that I really had to walk through in high school, something that was really hard for me to grasp is, how do I live a life for Jesus and go this way when the rest of the world is telling me to go that way? So if you guys are taking notes for tonight, the title of tonight's uh, message is Five Steps to Being Set Apart. And if we're going to talk about what it means to be set apart, then we have to have a solid definition of what it means to be set apart. So like any great theologian does when they have questions about the Bible, I turn to Google to see what it means to be set apart. Um, and there are two definitions for what it means to be set apart. And the first definition to be set apart is to be separated from something and to be kept for a special purpose. And I believe that each and every one of you as Christians, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he has set you apart and has set you aside for a special purpose. It's just like when you hand me a pack of Skittles, man, I will take all of the red and purple Skittles out of the pack. You eat the orange, the green, and the yellow first. Why? Because the red and the purple are the best. So I set them aside for a special purpose. You always eat those last. Say what you want, it may be heresy, it may not, but you know, red and, red and purple are the best. And the second definition of what it means to be set apart is to possess something that makes you different in a noticeable way. And as Christians, each and every one of us, you and I, should be set apart in a noticeable way. And that's, what the, that's the idea that I want to camp out around tonight. And the idea that I want to get around tonight is how do you and I live in a way that is noticeably different from the rest of the world around us? Well, the people that I think in the Bible that are set apart the most are the people that were closest to Jesus. His friends, his disciples, the people that followed him closely, the people that strived to look like him the most. And so tonight, if you have your Bible with you, we're going to be reading out of John chapter 20. A story about one of my favorite people in the Bible, Mary Magdalene. And this is the story of when she is equipped as the first person to share the gospel. And we are going to see what is it that set her apart to get her to be the first person to share the gospel. But before we get started, I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead, bow your head, close your eyes, and we're just going to pray real quick before we open up. Um, Lord, thank you for today. Uh, thank you. Thank you that this is a thing. Um, this is so special to this area, Lord. What you're, what you're doing at these worship nights um, is so special, Lord. I pray that tonight that your scripture speaks for itself, Lord, um, that your word speaks louder than my voice ever could. Um, the, the Bible is your word, God. It is the living, breathing words of you, Christ. And I pray that as we open up and we read the scripture that you would just speak. 
that you would touch the hearts of every single person in here, Lord. If there's anybody that came in here not knowing you, Lord, that tonight you would set them apart for eternity. And that if there are people that are in here, Lord, that, that have known you for a while, but have grown complacent, that you would just stir up a faith in their heart, Lord, to where they can go into their high schools, where they can go into their middle schools, where they can go into their churches and their workplaces, God, and be set apart in a noticeable way where people can't help but ask, what is it that they have? And that through that, Lord, that they could come to know you, God. So I just pray that you would speak to us tonight, that your spirit would just come in and flood over us, Lord. We're so thankful for you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Uh, so like I said, we're going to be in John chapter 20. I'm going to go ahead and dive right in because i got a lot to say and I can talk really, really fast if you haven't met me. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and jump in. Uh, John chapter 20, verse 1. It says, On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb, so she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciples and the one who Jesus loved. And she said to them, they have taken away the Lord. They've taken him out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple went heading for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was now lying with the linen cloth, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple who had reached the tomb first then also went in, saw, and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying, but Mary stayed outside of the tomb crying. As she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been lying, one on the head and the other on the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you crying? Because they have taken away my Lord, she told them, and I don't know where they have put him. And having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, why are you crying? Who is it that you are seeking? And supposing that it was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will take him away. Then Jesus said to her, Mary. And turning around, she said to him in Aramaic, Rabbanon, which means teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus told her, since I have not yet ascended to the Father, to your Father, to my God, and to your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them, what he had said to her. So if you're taking notes, the first way that you and I can be set apart in a noticeable way is to be set apart is to have a heart to serve. We see this in John chapter 20, verse 1. It says, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. Uh, in other um, books in the Bible, in Luke chapter 24, 1, it says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, Mary and the other women came to the tomb bringing spices that they had prepared. We see that while the world was sleeping, Mary was serving. And for many of us, that is the idea that we need to get behind is that the world around us is sleeping, but to be set apart, we have to have a heart that is serving. In Mark 8:34, Jesus tells his disciples, if anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself 
pick up his cross and follow me. Mary understood that a heart of service required sacrifice. She was up early in the morning past our, I do not know about y'all, but I, I'm not a morning person. Anybody else not a morning person? Yeah, yeah, me too. And somehow I've managed to have zero 8 a.m.s in college, which is so far my biggest accomplishment because I'm just not a morning girl. I believe that God created the sun and we are supposed to be awake when the sun is awake. And if the sun is not awake, we should not be awake. But that is not the heart that Mary had. Mary had a heart to serve. So she got up while it was still dark so that she could go and serve her Lord. See, the disciples were some of the most set-apart Christ followers of their time. Why? Because they had a heart to serve God, and they sacrificed all they had to follow him. There were disciples who left behind their wives, their kids, their families, their friends, their parents, their hometowns, just to follow this man named Jesus who they believed the Messiah, who was the Messiah. And Mary and the disciples both had a heart to serve God because they knew who they were serving. And for you as students, as you step into your high schools, as you step into your workplaces, as you step into your, as you step into your churches and your sports teams and anywhere else, if you have a heart to serve, a heart to serve will make you set apart because the way you serve will cause others to wonder who you serve. And that is the way that you guys need to live in a way that, hey, that kid that's sitting by himself, I'm going to sacrifice sitting with my friends that I enjoy spending time with so that maybe if I go serve them, they might ask me, why are you doing this? Who is it that you serve? And you have an opportunity to tell them about Jesus. When all the guys or all the girls are talking about things at the lunch table or in the locker room, you get to sacrifice being popular to make sure that people see you noticeably different and ask why is this girl different? Why is this guy different? Who is it that they serve? Because I want what they have. Being set apart requires having a heart to serve. Point number two, to be set apart is to know God's word. John chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, it says, The other disciples who had reached the tomb first, then also went in, saw, and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture, that Christ must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying, but Mary stood outside of the tomb crying. In Luke chapter 24, verses five through eight, we see Mary and the other women come to the tomb and when they bring the spices they had prepared, they run into the angels a first time and the angels look at Mary and the, one, the women and they say, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Asked the angels. He is not here but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying it is necessary that the son of man may be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, be crucified and rise on the third day. And then the women remembered his words. Mary stayed when everyone else left because Mary remembered God's word and she trusted that it was true. See, Peter and the other disciples left because they had not had an encounter with the other angels where they said, hey, do you not remember what Jesus told you before he died, that he is going to rise from the dead? And so they left because they didn't remember what God had previously told him. But Mary remembered the scriptures and she had hope that what God said was true and had hope that even though the tomb was empty, she would still have the opportunity to gaze upon her father's face. And so maybe that's where you're at today. 
For Mary, the tomb was empty. She couldn't see Christ anywhere around her, but she trusted his word was true and she held on to hope. In high school, things are gonna happen. Relationships are gonna fail. People are gonna leave. You're gonna spend your nights alone in high school while all your friends are out partying. That was me. I spent every single week in my senior year in my house by myself because all my friends wanted to go out and party. And I wanted to live a life that was set apart for Christ that was different, but it gets lonely. Life in front of you, it looks lonely, it looks helpless. There's nothing in front of you. So what do you do in a time without hope? You have to hold on to God's word and that hold on to the fact that it is true. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. To be set apart is to know God's word and to trust that it is true. Point number three, to be set apart in a noticeable way is to seek after God. John chapter 20, verse 15, it says, if I can find it, I'm so sorry. All right, woman, Jesus said to her, why are you crying? Who is it that you are seeking? And here, remember that Mary still believes that Jesus is the gardener, so she doesn't know who she is talking to. So supposing that he was the gardener, she replied, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will take him away. It was early in the morning, like I mentioned earlier. It was dark, couldn't see outside. I bet my girl Mary still had her hair in a messy bun, PJ is on, slippers on. As Lee would say, homegirl was looking busted. It was early in the morning. She was tired, probably had a little bit of morning breath. You know what I mean? And back then, it would not have been appealing for man to see her in the state that she was, that she was in. I don't know about y'all, but nobody looks good at five in the morning. Nobody. And back then, Mary probably was not expecting anyone to come and see her. She would, if she thought people were going to see her, homegirl probably would have put some makeup on, did her hair a little bit, you know what I'm saying. But she didn't think that anyone was going to be there. It was early in the morning. She probably was not prepared for that. But we see when Mary thinks that it's the gardener, she doesn't turn away and not speak to him out of fear that, that he might see how she looks or what she say or says or how she appears. No, but Mary speaks and says, can you just tell me where God is? Because Mary was seeking after God's heart more than she was seeking after the opinion of man. And that is something that you guys are, want so badly for you to grasp in high school is that Mary cared more about seeing Jesus than more about how man saw her. Colossians 3, 24 says, don't worry only while being watched as people pleasers do, but work wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from your Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. Mary had the heart to seek after God and she had a fear of God more than she had a fear of man. And too many of us shy away from being set apart in high school because we're too scared of what other people think. And I say that because that was me. You walk into the lunchroom and you're like, oh my gosh, that boo thing, that, that guy that I think is cute, he might be in here. I'm not gonna look weird. I'm not gonna go talk to that person. I'm not gonna go ask that person out. I can pray for him because you know, he over there, he's looking at me. You know, I want him to ask me out on a date. You know what I'm saying? I don't wanna be that weird Jesus girl, you know? 
Or when I'm on the soccer team, I don't want to be the one that, that goes over and, and encourages other teammates that's walking with them that has to look like the slow one because I'm running in the back with the person who's struggling, walking with them, encouraging them. It's not popular. So many of us shy away from living for Christ because we care so much more about what other people think than making Christ known. But to be set apart is to seek after God more than we seek after the opinions of others. Point number four, and a way to be noticeably set apart, to be set apart is to trust God's voice. John chapter 20, verse 16, it says, Oh, after she is talking to Jesus and says, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll take him away. And right here, Jesus says to her, Mary. Turning around, she said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus told her, since I have not yet ascended to the Father. I love where it says don't cling to me because you just assume that like Mary heard God's voice, leapt out of her seat and just like gave him the biggest hug ever. Like, you ever think about that? Like, if Jesus was just behind you and, was, and, and you thought he was dead and all you hear him go is like, Rachel, I'd be like, oh my gosh, who just said that? That was Jesus. And give him the biggest hug. And Mary knew it was Jesus, not by what she saw, but what she heard. Because Jesus said, Jesus was over there earlier and she, she couldn't tell that it was him. She thought it was the gardener. But at the mention of her name, when Christ spoke to her, she knew it was him. Being set apart becomes much easier when you and I can discern the voice that is calling us. God calls us to things that sets us apart, whether that's praying for someone at school, buying someone's meal in the Chick-fil-A line, or speaking at your school's YCI, FCA, The Chill, whatever it is. And those times, sometimes it's hard, and you don't want to do what is in front of you but you can trust God's voice more than you can trust the situation in front of you. And because Mary trusted God's voice, she was then entrusted with more. And this leads into my last point. Number five, to be set apart is to be on mission. John chapter 20, verse 17, it says, Don't cling to me, Jesus told her, since I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, and to my God, and to your God. Mary Magdalene went up and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them what he had said to her. Mary had seen the good news of Christ, and now it was time for her to share it with others. If you have seen Christ in your life, it should stir up a fire in your heart where you cannot help but tell other people, people at your school about Jesus. You hold the power of telling somebody about eternity so that they can be in heaven with Jesus for forever. Each of you guys, God has encountered you somewhere in your life and he has changed your life for the better and that should make you want to have that for other people as well. And so what does it look like to be set apart? Well, it looks like having a heart to serve. It looks like knowing God's word, seeking after God, trusting God's voice and being on mission. And as I kind of wrap it up today, what I wanna kind of end with is that the only reason Mary was set apart externally is because Mary was first set apart internally. I can preach all day on what it looks like to live a life for Christ that is noticeably different, but none of that matters if you don't know Jesus in your heart.
It would be silly for me to assume that just because you guys are at a worship night that you know Christ. You know, I attended plenty of worship nights and church things, and I, I, Lord knows I did not know him. And, and, and what I want to get around here today is that first, to be set apart externally, you have to be set apart internally. John 3.16, a verse I'm sure every single one of you guys know. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God's, God's heart, God's mission is to set you apart for eternity. That's why he sent his son, because he wants to set you apart. And when you are set apart, you can then live a life that is set apart. He did that for Mary. A woman who was once possessed by demons now possesses the kingdom of heaven. She now possesses and carries the gospel message. A woman who was once in need of a miracle is now on a mission. And you may be in here thinking, hey, God can't use me. God doesn't want me or, or I, don't, I don't really know if I can be set apart. I've been around this Jesus thing for a long time, but I, I don't really think that Christ wants to use me. But if God can use Mary, a disciple, a woman who was once possessed by demons, who had no family, who had no home, and equip her to be the first person to share the gospel, how much more can Christ use you? God wants to do the same thing with you. He loves you, he wants to set you apart, and he wants to put you on a mission. I know what it's like to go through high school and to, to just want to be different but not know how to do it. Or or to feel like there's just something different about, about your life or that there's just something more Freshman, freshman year of high school, all of middle school was not living for the Lord. When all, when all my friends would just talk about things at the lunch table or they do things on the weekend, I, I didn't really know Christ yet, but I knew that there was something in my heart that was tugging at me and calling me to be set apart. And, you know, after a lot of prayer, after a lot of people that prayed over me, a lot of people that walked with me and talked to me about what it was like, someone finally sat me down and told me, hey, Rachel, I think God is calling you to be set apart and you've got to give your life over to him. And that may be some of you in here tonight that, that you have felt like something in your life just hasn't been right, that school's been hard, that you don't enjoy the things around you, you don't enjoy the world around you, and you, lately you felt like God has been tugging on your heart. That, that you want to be set apart externally, but you can't say that you've ever made the decision to let God se separate you internally. Well, we're going to go um, into an invitation. I'm going to just ask everybody to go ahead and bow, bow your head and uh, close your eyes. And the message or the, the question I, wanna, I just want to ask you is, have you ever... Have you ever asked Christ to come into your heart to save you and to set you apart internally? God, God wants you to spend eternity in heaven with him. High school girl who feels like you're not worth anything, who's insecure and, and is wondering if anyone will ever love you. Hey, God, God loves you. God says you're worthy. God wants to put you on mission, but that requires you knowing him first. 
to the men in here who feel like God has called you to something else in life. You're tired of just living the life that your friends want to live in high school. You're, you're tired of just going with the flow, but you want to be different. And you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. If tonight is the night that you say, hey, I want to be set apart, and I, I don't know, if I, if I were to, to pass away tonight, I don't know where I'm going. And tonight is the night that you want to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus, that you want to say, hey, Christ, I'm tired of living the life that I've been living. I want to give my life over to you. If tonight's the night that you want to give your life to the Lord, could you just raise your hand? Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, you guys can just keep your heads uh, bowed, eyes closed. And um, if you raise your hand, I'm just going to encourage you guys just just repeat this after me. And even if you didn't raise your hand um, and you got a little scared, hey, that's okay. You can still pray this prayer after me and love to talk to you after. There's going to be ministry teams after that you can go talk about your decision to follow Christ with. But I just ask you either out loud or in your head, just repeat this after me. Say, Lord, God, I'm tired of living the life I've been living. God, I ask that you come into my heart tonight, that you set me apart, and Lord, that I will spend eternity in heaven with you forever. God, thank you for sending your son. God, thank you for forgiving my sins. I am a sinner in need of your saving, God. And I ask that tonight, you come into my heart, and that you save me from my sins and you become Lord of my life forever. We love you. It's in your name I pray, amen. Awesome. Um, well, I don't know, one person gave their life to Christ. That's really, really awesome. And we can celebrate that. We can celebrate that. Um, and for the rest of you, we're about to enter into a time of worship. There's gonna be ministry teams in the back here to pray. And if one of these points that we were talking about, if you're struggling with having a heart to serve, if you just want God to give you a fresh wind to desire after to know his word, if you just want confidence to be able to step into your schools this month and to be set apart, if you want God to, to put your heart on mission, I'm just going to encourage you to pray with the people around you. Go pray with some of the people in the back that want to pray with you. Get in a group and pray together or spend some time just talking to the Lord on your own and ask him to just renew your heart. Ask him to bring you back to that first love of when he first met you. So we're going to step into a time of worship. This awesome, awesome, awesome worship team is going to come up and lead us. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and we're just going to praise God for what he's done. So.